Hello and welcome to Vessel Mania Aftershock. My name is Matt Mayer, aka Imp. We are live here at half past four in the morning over on Wrestling Headlines YouTube and also available in podcast form. Links in the description. Head over to WrestlingHeadlines.up for all your latest wrestling news. And Vessel Mania has just finished about 15 minutes ago over here. And my god, <laughs> a absolutely fantastic main event, which makes it, I guess. That's two main events in a row, which have been absolutely nailed. Which is an absolute joy to see. Absolute joy to see. Uh, both of those absolutely nailed. And we're going through the entire show, how, so how I felt about the entire thing, about each match. But we'll start off with the main event. And I will just say that overall, this show didn't have the same level of hype as yesterday's match, which I guess is expected, just given what last, yeah, last night's show was, given how special it was. Uh, with the main event and with the, just the fact of this is like the first show since fans have returned. It's the first one. This is a big deal. And uh, this show is obviously a follow-up to that. And at least something as I'm a massive New Japan for Wrestling fan. And they've been doing the two-night Wrestle Kingdoms for a couple of years now. And it's an issue they face as well. Where they just kind of... that The second night just doesn't have that oomph to it. <laughs> the first night has... Even if you can get an absolute blinder. it's up. But, that said, often the main event delivers. And that's exactly what happened here. I felt like the majority of the show was a little bit down on maybe. Not down, it wasn't as hyped as I was last night. Coming into this one, like, last night I could not wait to go live here. <laughs> and, like, uh, before the main event happened, like, I was just watching, I was thinking, I'd be alright if I went to sleep, you know. <laughs> I just, I'm not feeling that amped hypeness to just talk about wrestling with people and it's just not there really um even though it's wrestlemania it's like that was yeah there yesterday that amazing sense of community as well just uh, everybody just wanted to talk about wrestling uh, this one i really enjoyed the main event the main event may be the best match of the weekend but the fact i've got a selection as well like that's awesome to think got these two nights of wrestlemania maybe it's what it brings up as well as in each match each show needs their kind of different styles of matches which means that me as a Massive nerd wrestling fan person. Yeah, I'm going to get multiple options because it's over two nights. Uh, this show definitely had more what we'd complain about normally <laughs> in terms of WWE stuff. But then, then it did the first night. But the first night was special. So I don't know in terms of like just the... The, the atmosphere from the crowd absolutely elevated last night's show. And you can tell you this match, it, this show, it wasn't there as much. Which I guess is a bit of a shame, but oh well, oh well... Uh, but the main event, bloody delivered. I'm going to start in awesome, positive fashion. We ended last night's show in awesome, positive fashion. We'll start up this one in, in that sense again as well. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan for the Universal Championship. Huge pop for Edge. <laughs> as when he was coming out and he was standing there looking at Daniel Bryan, that is when I realised how much I liked the dynamic of the three wrestlers in this match. Pure babyface Bryan. Angry tweener Edge and head of the table heel champion Reigns. That, those three as a dynamic and the way we saw that play out over the course of the match. I realised how much I loved that. Because that's what I've been setting up and I, I think I said after Fastlane, I might like this. <laughs> I might like where this is going. Uh, but at WrestleMania, 100% is when they were out there where it all 100% clicked for me. That I definitely did. It's like, oh, it was great to get that feeling at that moment as well. And 
it was a banger, <laughs> to put it lightly. <laughs> I uh, just the the way the story evolved in the course of this match. I uh, can't sing enough praises about it. It really was that good. And the match immediately entering like triple threat chaos as uh, like as Uso was practically turning things into a two on one on one handicap. Uh, but that was like kicked the match into action because of course you got your little kind of feeling each other out kind of processes at the start. There's just that added little bit of uh, <laughs> animosity there between the three of them. Then Uso happened, sparked everything into life, and the match never let down after that. It just—it was a really smart idea to do that, and uh, because that as well, that was that was the action that quickly infuriated the fury of Edge. Uh, education to the steel steps, and the right hand man was eliminated from the equation. But he'd left his mark. He'd worn down Daniel Bryan. He'd attempted to do the same to Edge. Roman Reigns had got a few licks in. Um, him, James were jumping in because Edge was in a little bit of trouble as well. And it was just nice to... Yeah, I really liked that note. <laughs> used to have to be taken out. Didn't return. And you, you assume that's him done for everything as well. He returned to the ending. But <laughs> it was solid enough. At the first half of the match, before I get to uh, Jay Uso's return, the first half of the match became one of the better examples of the like two at a time... One goes down, the other fella slides in. Like, just that pattern to a triple threat. I'm not normally a fan of that pattern, but I really enjoyed this. Like, thanks to the pace and that early set chaotic tone, doing that within this, it made all sense in the world. Like, compared to, we see it quite often where there isn't that JUSO interference where somebody was taken down, and then it turns it, yes, it is that kind of slide back in, but there is evident reason for the recovery time rather than take a super kick have a rest for a minute <laughs> like it, this was um it's it set the tone and it really really helped to kind of build that first half of it and then for me the second half really kicked up as we got we got the one spot that we all wanted <laughs> the one spot in the main event of this WrestleMania of Roman and Edge double spear just bang <laughs> down they go uh, we got that and the just Massive round of applause for it. And uh, hurrah, mission accomplished. 10 out of 10, all the stars. You get all of it. And like the flow of this match just got better and better as it went on. Like The uh, the eyes in the back of your head, nature of a triple threat, rearing its head in increasing fashion. Uh, finally getting to see Roman play off the crowd as a heel was so damn great to see. Arguably, like the best point being his like staring at the crowd as they chanted, Roman sucks. Whilst uh, he, he set up the power bomb off some steel steps through the announce table to Brian. <laughs> it's just, he had them ready and it was just, just soaked them all in, just played off them amazingly. They're flexing to the crowd and a suck it after he did it. When BAM! <laughs> down with the spear. It's like, oh, just, yes, he soaked in that moment. He toyed with the crowd. He slammed Daniel Brian down and posed back to them again, like, how do you like that? And because of that, he got speared. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's just so. So, like, and that was just a few of uh, the fantastic sequences in it. And, like, Edge choking Reigns with the chair leg, only for Brian to also lock in the yes lock on the champion as the two were then shouting each other, let go, no, you let go, before entering a headbutt duel because they were both still locked in on Roman. <laughs> it's like, oh, I love that. That might be my favourite spot of them all, in terms of, like, all three of them being in there as well. Uh, Edge grabbing his moment and hitting the spear on Reigns only for Brian to drag out the referee and uh, the man becoming angrier as his, others kept stopping his moment. As it just, he got angry and angry as it went on. And that led to the dual concerto attempts. Both Roman and Brian laid down 
setup for the double concerto. Clobbering Daniel, but Jay saving Roman, coming right at the end of the match. Revenge for the man as he's the one that concertos his foe, draping Edge over Brian to pin them both and retain the Universal Championship. Absolutely fantastic main event. So good. <laughs> Genuinely, really, really good. Um, uh, that, the thing we wanted to really get across was just, again, that chaotic pace to it that kind of built in that first half, but it never let down after Jey Uso, and it just became more and more and more, and it elevated from two in, then he swap kind of thing, to eventually all three of them are there, and it's just who's going to get that final blow, but something was always there to stop them winning. And the fact that it was Edge getting most of those kind of interrupted victories, I feel like that played into his story really, really well because he was the one getting his moment stolen from him. And we should, we should, that's his story from his point of view. So to, to do it, <laughs> so he's got like reason to the rhyme. <laughs> it's like, yeah, another massive round of applause. Like, it hit on all fronts. <laughs> Just every, every single uh, wrestler in there was solid. Every single character felt solid as well. Every kind of the, the arc of the match itself for each character was went perfectly too. Roman Reigns retaining, he's the head of the table but it's because of Jey Uso and uh, Daniel Bryan falling victim to the fury of Edge and it's just, yeah I and again Edge having his moment stolen in his eyes. Daniel Bryan was the one taking his moment, he's the one that got the concerto first. It's, oh, massive round of applause. <laughs> really really enjoyed it and yeah, just, it was a great end to WrestleMania as well. It felt fitting as the final match over the two nights. Which, again, that's something when they were talking about New Japan with their double Wrestle Kingdoms, that's something that they've nailed where even if I'm not a massive fan of majority of the second night card, the main event feels like the ultimate <laughs> kind of competition. The biggest stage, the best match, you know, like the biggest scale kind of thing. And I feel like WrestleMania, they nailed that. Like the... End of Light 1 was an awesome moment uh, and a spectacle to behold. Uh, this felt like the, like the oh, just a girth to it. <laughs> it girth to the stomach. <laughs> a hefty meal. Uh, yeah, massive round of applause. Yeah, that's pretty much everything I've got to say on it. <laughs> really, really high on this match. And uh, I felt like, like immediately after that, I could just kind of go into the card in order. Because I'm not, it's not like yesterday where... After I talked about the main event, there was a clear run of matches I wanted to get to first before going through the stuff in order. Here, it's, I'm not going to be as positive about it, really. It's, uh, yeah, it didn't grab me like yesterday's show did. And I'm expecting that in like the interaction I'm, hoping, I'm guessing I'll get from this show. Is I don't expect anywhere near the amount I've uh, been getting from last night's show. It's just, there wasn't that... There's a lot of hype missing from the matches, even though a few of them were solid, like especially there was a massive run really to the end of the show from Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, where pretty much every match was solid, but a few of them just felt like there was that hype missing, or there was like, kind of, they, they were kicking into gear, but that's when the finish ended. It's like, oh, that's a bit of like five more minutes. And like for Biggie, uh, Biggie versus Apollo especially, that one hit more for me purely because right after it was like 10 minutes of pure filler. And their match was just... They, they, clubbed, they beat the crap out of each other. <laughs> they, it's one of those where um, it was a fantastic match. They've beaten the living crap out of each other and just it was kicking into an awesome gear. Maybe got like five more. You're not talking long. 
just a few more minutes onto the end of it because they've already been doing big spots the entire match. Doesn't it didn't need that much longer? It just like went into the finish pretty quickly. It's like oh, I just wanted more of that, and like I've just been waiting for their like their like big uh, kind of moment to happen. But yeah, so I might as well go through the show in order because there's nothing massive standing out. So I'll just I'll just go for it. <laughs> so Mandy Orton the fiend. That's why I'm amping myself up. It's like just go for it. Let's, just do it, because that's surely WWE's attitude <laughs> with this starting off the show. Uh, yeah, certainly an interesting one to open the show with. Uh, Got to scare the kids out of the building early, I always say. I've, I always say that. <laughs> and that's what they aim to do here at the start. The Fiend re-metamorphosizing, <laughs> which is not a word. A kicking, uh, that is what kicked off his entrance. Randy Orton out in all white as well. It's one of those stories where I do question what the heel face dynamic is. But it's one of those as well where I'm like, look at everything else happening. Does it really matter? <laughs> like it's, it's bonkers enough as it is. This would not clarify things really. I mean, it's a, a decent kind of starting block of which one's the goodie, which one's the baddie. This is just demon versus wrestler, really. <laughs> like neither's particularly good. Uh, it's weird that someone get paid. It, well, it's, it's the crowd reaction I think is a weird bit. Which parts are you meant to be cheering for given by what the crowd noise is? Uh, that's been piped in. And it seems to flicker about. <laughs> I really don't know. The Fiend gets the bulk of it. Randy Orton's meant to be the heel. But at WrestleMania, Randy Orton was getting the cheers. And the Fiend was getting... It's weird. They, that happened a few times. Um, like some, I don't know if they flipped it with crowd reaction. Because Randy Orton getting that initial pop of the night as well. Like Those two first pops were reserved for McIntyre and Randy Orton. Which I feel like is really fitting. But... The match was weird. <laughs> I guess we'll get to that. Uh, but yeah, the Fiend re-metamorphosizing kicked off his entrance, which, you know, a starting point. Alexa Bliss then uh, entered to walk on down to a giant jack-in-the-box. Oh, right. And as she was kind of slowly turning it, I was like, they're not going to jump-scare me, are they? <laughs> as in, out of any character WWE have ever done, this is the only one where I saw it as a possibility that they might try and jump-scare me. They didn't, I'm thankful. <laughs> like, 1am was very thankful that they didn't jump scare me at that point in time. Uh, but yeah, so she whirls the lever on the side of the jack-in-the-box. Four, the fiend to elevate out of it on a platform. A unique entrance, to say the least. <laughs> uh, put on the red light, Roxanne. It's time for the fiend to kind of fall back into that no-selling mantra. Like, no-selling under-the-red-light mantra of his like, earlier days. And since the like cinematic matches or more extremely out there stuff the Fiend has been doing, this felt like a little bit of a step back match wise, but I don't even, I don't know if that was also kind of the point with uh, like the Fiend's return, isn't this gonna be great? No. That that was the story they were going for. So to kind of help you get that emotion as well, they went back to what they were doing before any of the kind of Thunderdome era evolutions of the character. I Guess <laughs> I'm gonna. It's one of those where I'm clutching at straws where I don't actually know what they're going for because didn't really give me much to go on. Other than isn't this weird? Is Alexa Bliss meant to be Sister Abigail? It was a cool visual, uh, but yeah. So yes, it was the same match. Him no selling. Randy Orton big offense, but in the ending it twisted, uh, having him uh, ready for the Sister Abigail to send Randy to hell. Only for the flames to burn out of the uh, turnbuckle corners uh, to yeah, burst out of those posts. And Alexa to appear on the box with black goo oozing out of her forehead and down her face with a crown on there as well. 
honestly, a really cool visual, and it works as a distraction for Vandy to hit the RKO out of nowhere and pin the Fiend. And again, is it one of those stories where... It, it makes me ask questions, which means it wasn't a complete flop. However, they're not all positive, because they're like, this was a really... This is, again... If you like the Fiend stuff, you probably liked this. <laughs> if you haven't liked the Fiend stuff, this isn't going to change any of those opinions. <laughs> you are not going to suddenly fall in love with the Fiend stuff after this match. Yeah, but I will say, the Alexa Bliss Black Goo visual was really, really good. <laughs> and uh, immediately like, is this kind of them revealing her as Sister Abigail? And that's why the Fiend froze. As in, why did the Fiend go, oh, goo? <laughs> Just stop what he's doing before uh, Randy Orton hits the RKO. Yeah, in, in my head, he said it in that voice as well. Like, oh, goo. <laughs> uh, but after the match, all the focus was on The Fiend. Randy Orton just vanished, and it was the stare down between The Fiend and Alexa Bliss. When the lights went out, the anticipation builds in the arena. What the hell's going to happen? The last thing we saw was this, the monster in The Fiend staring at Black Goo Bliss. What was that leading to? As, it, as, as cool as a visual it was, it felt like this is a sudden tonal shift and something's going to happen. That's, and, it, and knowing now what happened, that feeling was completely unintentional. <laughs> they did not mean to give the audience that feeling. And that, that happens all the time in entertainment, where you're trying to do one thing and you accidentally create a different emotion. And as we know before, like WWE, they're not the best film tellers ever <laughs> type of thing so this happens and they're going for something wackily out there and they accidentally I mean when you put when you show that visual then the lights go out the reaction and then they disappear it's like oh they disappeared spooky but what they'd accidentally done was set up for something to happen because it felt like a prelude to something not a character twist like in the moment watching it it's because the lights went out rather than something else where if you stay on that image, then maybe... But the black goo was the... That was it. There was nothing more to it. It's all black goo. Ooh. <laughs> that's the end of it. Um, yeah, that's it. End of segment. They're both gone. They just vanished when the lights came back up. They weren't there. And a couple of lags at ringside were just like with the arms open like, what, what was that? <laughs> like, what the heck was that? Uh, which were kind of my feelings entirely as well. It's a very interesting point, uh, way to start the show. That said, I'm thankful it went early rather than being later on. It felt like, uh, cert, like the Ray Ripley match being that second from last match got a lot more from being that position than this match would have. And given energy levels as well, I don't know if I would have had the energy to remain positive through it. <laughs> Just, I felt like I might have been talking about the Fiend stuff a bit more negatively if it was like second from last on the show when I'm a bit more fatigued and tired. Uh, it was it was fine. It was fine enough. It's weird. <laughs> it was weird. Again, when I say fine enough, I mean for what we expect. It's not my cup of tea. I find the whole thing to be extremely hit and miss, but I like some of the visuals. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the... like. I was, I was sad to see Zombie Fiend go because I, I really enjoyed the uh, 80s slasher villain nonsense <laughs> stuff like I enjoyed that again it's 80 sequels slash a sequel nonsense and I'll, yeah yeah it's a different road to take but then he just re-metamorphosized <laughs> it's just oh well <laughs> that's still straight out of that's like that's like that's like the third film nonsense <laughs> in the slash a sequel stuff it's like ah uh, nonsense go with it 
But I uh, yeah, I would have liked to seen Zombie Fiend in action. Yeah, I would have liked to see that. My brain immediately went to Zombie Linda after I said that. <laughs> but I would have really liked to see Zombie Fiend in action. Like, where were they going with that? What was going to happen? Uh, but I guess it also felt like another possibility is the story they were telling was you just assumed that she was just calling back the fiend and he just turned back into the fiend. When in reality, because she's Sister Abigail, she was the one controlling him the entire time in this, I guess. Maybe. I like Zombie Fiend. <laughs> I wanted to see what that was. But that wasn't the story they were telling at all. It was like a holdover, seemingly. Unless things change, I don't know. Anyway, let's continue the uh, train. Let's do it. Let's get through it. <laughs> WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler versus Natalia and Tamina. The uh, number two spot on both nights uh, following higher investment matches both times. Like, really, like, this is just me painting the picture as to why the stakes didn't feel particularly high with this one. Uh, Twas a match that happened, <laughs> our, like, our first match after the return of fans to receive the CM Punk ch chant, or like, just in reaction to, this is a bit meh. And it was, a, it was bowling shoe ugly, and I felt like in parts that it served it well enough. Uh, former partners in Nia Jackson Tamina got a wee meeting. Uh, Nia shouts out to Nia, I run this shit! In some AEW amazing censoring. Just a, after she's finished the word, you get your bleep. It's like, oh, just, oh, AEW kiss. <laughs> that one. Uh, building to the last, decking her former partner, uh, slamming her up for a pop close fall and missing the Superfly splash. But she got a WrestleMania run. Tamina there. In the end, Natalia alone, unaware, Shayna had tagged herself in as she applied the sharpshooter on Nia. Kaufuda clutch and Baszler choked Natty out. And they won. And the entire time this match was on, I was like, I'm waiting for something to pull me into here. I was... I, I felt like when it was Nia Jackson, Tamina, that you were building up that something, and something was going to happen, or maybe Tamina was going to run wild or something. She missed a splash. I was like, right, I can go into something here. Then they didn't really, and then Tamina tagged out to Natty. Natty didn't realise it had been a tag, and uh, yeah, the Royal Tag Team Champions retained. Like The crowd got really behind Tamina in that sequence where she beat, was beating down uh, Nia Jax. And, like, it was, like, the match itself was better than I thought it was going to be, but my investment was like nothing <laughs> entering, and they got higher than that. Like, part of it was that kind of Tamina kind of hope of seeing the amount the crowd was into it. I think, again, this is the match elevated by there being a crowd, just returning, being so excited to see the wrestling that they're going to be amped for anything. And this was kind of case in point for me. It's like, yeah, the crowd elevated this match for me. And, yeah, the Tamina spots were, yeah, fine, they were good. And uh, they they retained, but I didn't really care about any of it. That's the best way I'll put it. They, It was decent for what it was, but I didn't care. Which is a bit of a shame. And I guess card placement is part of that as well. And immediately... As we're running into night, uh, match three, I'm like, this is a much rougher start to night two. <laughs> Hopefully it picks up. And the answer is kind of. Because the from here on out, there was like a steady match quality. It, the, the show never dipped from here on out. There was just such a steady stream of match quality. What was weird was kind of like the pacing, not the pacing of the matches, but just the way that they were building up and then just suddenly ended. It's like, oh, that's... Bit of a shame. The only match out of this all the way to the end that kind of got that extra gear that it was seemed to be kicking into was the main event. 
And the minivan went into that gear and then passed it. <laughs> so, and apparently was getting some of the loudest reactions of both nights. Uh, so it tells you everything in terms of how much they just drew you in to care about what, what they were doing. But Logan Paul, <laughs> here we go. So Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens, obviously a match which I feel like I should be excited for, but they it didn't really... It's, suddenly it's just, oh, by the way, we're just going to put them together. They've got history. You'll care about that, right? Sure, Logan Paul's a thing that's happening. Okay, you've got outside interest suddenly out of nowhere <laughs> into this one. Uh, but so Logan Paul was there, Sami Zayn's celebrity guest of honour. But it's like we're guessing Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens at Wrestle Flipping Mania. The third match on the night, both nights, was like a Ring of Honor showcase. <laughs> Going from uh, Cesaro versus Rollins last night to Sami Zayn versus Kevin Owens tonight. Yes, yeah, a, a Ring of Honor spotlight and a wrestled a lot of the styles of wrestling from there that influence was so evident in both of the third matches of the night and but the kind of payoff for that <laughs> was we also had to have the logan paul stuff it's like oh, okay that's the trade-off right okay we're getting zane owens at wrestlemania amazing there is a trade-off though <laughs> i mean it's it was harmless uh, yeah, this match was that point of the night for the show to pick right up just like Cesaro and Rollins was last night. And, ah, oh, man, hearing the fans sing Sami Zayn's theme during his entrance, it's like, oh, yeah, that was so good to hear. Uh, Logan Paul, he's a bit of an idiotic dick, but his use in WWE was perfectly inoffensive. He just sat about, pulled some faces, he was wearing shades most of the time. Overreacted like maybe once or twice, but he was never. It was cutting to him throughout the show, but when the cameras were on him, I think only like one time did he kind of overreact to something when the cameras happened to be on him. Most of the time, didn't really steal attention. The cameras get going to him, but the crowd hated him. <laughs> but the minute he was out there, we're just chanting that he sucks. Uh, yeah. But again, this match, really awesome getting to watch this to, with uh, these two on this stage at WrestleMania. Ring of Honor watching me from 12 years ago, marking out. And a pop-up powerbomb right at the bell to give me a heart attack of a quick match. <laughs> like, no fear. It was just part of, like, Sami Zayn getting his butt kicked, like, for a bit before, holy crap, <laughs> brainbuster on the apron. And, I, and this is what I meant by, like, the Ring of Honor kind of influence of, the, uh, of this match was... Sami Zayn was pulling out a lot of brain busters. <laughs> and uh, it's like, ah, oh, hearkening back to the memories. Like, this was the best Zayn has looked in ages. Because it felt like this was like the first time in a while he's not just doing his character, but he's going out there and, and really giving it all for an, like, a proper match as well. Um, it felt on pay-per-view, he's, he's had great matches, but they've been very character-driven. This, this they got the character in there and had the awesome message thing. So it was like the merging of both ideas together and I felt like this was the best Zayn has looked he's been improvingly great so like he's been nailing the conspiracy character over the Thunderdome era and on this night he finally got to pair it with like a big old wrestle with his best friend a uh, a great title match yeah, Owens winning with a big old stunner to Zayn as the conspiracy continues uh, after the match Logan Paul entering the ring to tell Sammy he, uh, he didn't spot anything wrong. There's nothing wrong there. He just, they just wrestled the match. The entire time, the crowd pleading for the Canadian to just stun the bugger. <laughs> just stun him. Uh, again, uh, like from minute one. The crowd were hungry for that from minute one. And they just, were just able to play it up and play it up. Um, the man pushing Sammy down, uh, raising Ko's arm, who just stares at his wrist like, huh, 
Uh, just, and they just continued to stare at it as the crowd got more and more excited. <laughs> a big pop for the tease of the man getting is just deserved. Uh, yeah, they popped for the they popped before he'd done it because <laughs> they're just they were like, yes, do it, do it. He deserves it. Do it, <laughs> do it. <laughs> then Logan Paul got stunned, and it's, it was all they ever wanted. And that's it. Yeah, in terms of like the memory of this at WrestleMania, that was like the one thing that needed to happen, and yeah, they did it. Like that one thing for the WrestleMania moment was Logan Paul getting beaten up. The crowd were hungry for it for minute one, and they got it. <laughs> it just, uh, yeah. If, if, for me as well, I realised it absolutely nailed it when Kevin Owens was just staring at his arm, and they popped for that. Like he didn't, he didn't go, "I'm going to stun you or give him a finger or anything." He just stared at his wrist before doing it. Uh, yeah, great, great stuff. After that, Matt Riddle versus Sheamus. And it's again continued the run of like really strong matches. I will say with Kevin Owens and Zayn, there was some really great stuff in it, and they were getting awesome reactions. Uh, but it was one for me that felt like uh, as they were getting into like a final run of reversals and stuff, it did suddenly hit its ending. And I felt like this was a theme throughout a lot of them. The only one it really worked for me with, uh, I felt like um, Owens and Zayn was at the better end of it. They got enough time and they amped it up enough that it wasn't too much out of nowhere compared to like a couple of matches later on. Uh, but I would say the best one is the next one in Riddle vs. Sheamus because that sudden ending was so impactful. <laughs> and it's all the, the legitimateness of it as well in the end too that I, uh, yeah, that I thought it yeah, kicked ass. <laughs> so first note for Matt Riddle vs. Sheamus. CGI pirate doves. <laughs> Go address this. <laughs> and it was the talk of the uh, town. Like, I did not review Raw this week, but the fact that it blew up with the uh, CGI birds flying out as uh, Matt Riddle jumps the top rope and flips his flip-flops off. He just kicks them off and out fly CGI birds by the augmented reality. And, like, th that blew up last week. As in, it wasn't new last week. They did it the week before. But for some reason, it got attention last week. But I didn't cover my night raw. I was resting for WrestleMania. You need it. It's currently five in the morning. I went to bed at seven a.m. last night. It's <laughs> okay. That's similar time tonight. But they, I don't know. It's, it's everyone's. Most of the wrestlers seem to be getting some form of augmented reality. And with Matt Riddle, they're going for that dope, dope guy. Not dope guy. For that, I want to say dozy, dozy dope, dozer guy. I don't, the, the weed man, the Rob Van Dam character, up to bit. Because Rob Van Damme, he always had a bit of grounded nature to him. Whilst Matt Riddle is pure cartoon stoner, <laughs> almost. Uh, and I guess part of that is the outlandish stuff and the birds flying out of him are part of that. Uh, but, yeah, the, the birds. Not a massive fan of it. I'm not somebody who gets, like, angered <laughs> by the augmented reality, apart from that like, I really don't like the Roman one. I think that's pretty bad. And most of it's got to do with the lines of light they have behind him. It just looks crap. It's like, for me, that goes, it's like it's not been rendered properly. But it has, because the lines are put there on purpose. <laughs> I just don't think it looks good. Um, again, the worst ones were the first time they did it back at WrestleMania 35, I want to say. But they, no, B34. 34, the one with Shinsuke versus AJ. But yeah, when they first had those augmented reality stuff on there, I'm talking about Charlotte Flair versus Asuka. It's a bit. Uh... <laughs> Uh, but they've improved on it a lot. And I felt like, again, this WrestleMania, I talked about it yesterday, that the way that a lot of it was incorporated to the staging and kind of like it was 
part of it, even though, you know, it wasn't there. He still knows augmented reality. But it's not obnoxiously just in front of you. It is, like, part of the set. Um, I felt like that is a massive plus. A massive plus? A massive plus. I feel like, again, this is the final night of, of late nights. <laughs> I'm allowed to be all over the place. Uh, but, yeah, doves. They have pirate hats on, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> and they made sure that one stayed behind, stayed in front of the screen for a bit before flying off. And I, just to make sure everybody knows these are pirate doves. <laughs> of course, yep, yeah, with an eye patch on as well. Of course, <laughs> of course. Uh, the match itself, a hard-fought contest with two lads beating lumps out of each other. Uh, Sheamus getting a great little title match after his awesome run on Raw this past half year. Matt Riddle, his first WrestleMania shine too. Uh, for the first time in a long time, Sheamus getting to like pound his chest to the beat of the crowd. Um, that was nice to see. A a lot of great impact moves in this. Uh, suplexes onto the aprons, like an attempt to top rope white noise, where Sheamus very quickly realised it's not going to work, hopped off, hit it normally before then jumping off the top. Uh, I thought, yeah, really good improvisation there. After they realised, oh, this is just not going to work. I'm going to have to hit impact you with something. But... The ending was awesome. <laughs> Such a great spot. Uh, a final... I thought it was a knee, but on replay it's a kick. As Riddle springboard springboard floated right into a kick from the Irishman that legit busted uh, the man's mouth open. A new United States champion is crowned. Two strong matches in a row as the show gradually was starting to pick up. Also, The Bar winning at WrestleMania after their split. <laughs> Cesaro defeating Rollins last night. Sheamus becoming United States Championship here tonight. Yeah, I've called him a championship. It happens. <laughs> but yeah, it's this match I thought was really hard-hitting. And it's because when Matt Middle gets into the match, like all of that nonsense character is put to the side and he's a really strong wrestler. I felt like they did that dynamic better elsewhere, be it the Indies, be it NXT. It's, they've lent a bit too much to the stoner side. Personally, I just reined that back a bit and just lean a bit heavy on how strong a competitor he is as well, rather than pure idiots. <laughs> Which is, like, you can still do the type of comedy they're going for, it's just a bit too much. You can just rein it back a little bit. Personally, it's what I would do. But still, really hard-hitting match, and this out of all the matches, I felt like this was the best sudden ending, just because Matt Riddle had thrown quite a bit at Sheamus, then goes to, just to elevate it with the springboard spin, think <laughs> but uh, yeah springboard float yeah you got that yeah a springboard float and then he's just kneed right in the face like it, fantastic and the afterwards thing that really sold it as well was middle middle bleeding from the mouth and Seamus kind of just staring at him with a laugh <laughs> the crazy man uh it's like oh I've hurt, I've hurt my mouth <laughs> isn't that funny <laughs> it was me actually got for it uh, and then just like yeah celebrating on the ramp and lifting up his title that's me lifting up a title at five in the morning <laughs> i've not got the strength uh, yeah, Sheamus was, yeah, a great reward for Sheamus here, and yeah, this match, it was, well, a lot of them, they all felt like they were slightly short on time, but I felt like the impact moves on this one really elevated it. Yeah, great hard-fought match. Speaking of hard-fought, Nigerian drum fights. So I was, when I realised this was next, I was like, oh my god, this show is just going to keep elevating, because after this was a Royal Women's Championship match, then the triple threat, beforehand we felt like we had a gradual elevation, like just a strong wrestling match with the celebrity angle into the hard-fought contest, uh, with ending in blood, and then you've got your full-on no-DQ match, before then going to your two top championship matches. 
was like, oh, wait, this this could be fantastic, this final kind of running sequence. But then the matches felt like they just had the legs cut out from under them. It's like, oh, they were building well, but they never got to hit that final gear. It's like, oh, that, that sucks. That really sucks. <laughs> and I was so excited before this match happened. And then the next two matches took place. And I was like, oh, they just needed five minutes more because they were getting interesting. That said... Big E and Apollo Crews walloped each other. <laughs> they gave it WrestleMania punches. Uh, but uh, Wale, first off, Wale performing Big E out like a big WrestleMania entrance for the champion. And uh, you could just see the passion in him. Which, that was great to see. Uh, both lads immediately arming themselves with kendo sticks and walloping each other with them, just setting the tone off the bat. And I was like, I'm in. Just immediately, they, they got me into this. And um, the connection with the crowd that Big E has developed. That is, that is also something that's great to see. And you feel like this is going somewhere that Big E is going to get his moment. And my like my main positive to take away from this is you can then build to Big E going for the big prize. But because of what happened at this WrestleMania, he didn't win. So if he wins the Royal Rumble next year, for example, like you can't guarantee he's actually going to walk away with the championship. And maybe this result helps with that doubt. That said, WWE don't really write like that. They don't write that long term. As in, right now, they've got no idea who's winning the Rumble next year. Maybe have some inklings, but there's no plan for it yet. And that's just not how they write. And yeah, it'd be great if this is like, this is like they're doing this on purpose to set up a future success and just put a little bit of doubt in your mind for next year. But that's not decided yet. <laughs> that's not a thing. Um, it'd be nice, but that's just, again, that's not how they write. But the match itself here, was great as it was happening. Like, just just the starting point as both lads give it to hell on, to each other. Uh, Big E speared through the ropes and then Apollo Crews in kind just Death Valley drove him under the apron. Lots of apron spots on this show. Seemingly, like, most of the matches had them. Uh, kudos to the main event for not doing any apron spots given, like, how many there were throughout the course of the show. Uh, but yeah, and Jesus, the height of them all, the Uranagi off the apron onto the steel steps for Cruz. Oof, not a, not a nice bump to take. Uh, yeah, uh, Cruz took some, like, off-looking bumps in this. The the spear as well through the rope to add quite some distance to it. And then onto the steel steps. And finally, soon after that, Apollo had gained momentum. He had Big E on the table and he went to fog splash through him and it crashed through the table. Big E immediately capitalised with a big ending. I was like, oh, is this the end? But, like, in terms of, like, kicking into final gear, this was like, this is your high moment before you then hit an awesome run. Like, this this felt like a fake-out ending kind of thing. And I was right. It was a fake-out ending. But not in the way I would have wanted. As Debakato returns... Sorry, as I was commentary put it... Who is this man? <laughs> Who is this mystery man? <laughs> he's a monster. He's come out of nowhere. He's just huge. He's clearly on the side of Apollo Crews as he's dressed in a general's outfit. And he's there to steal the win for Apollo. Uh, great for Apollo, by the way, to win Intercontinental Championship. I feel like he's another one who, throughout the Thunderdome era, has like really done some fantastic work. Uh, but, yeah. Just... <laughs> the presentation of Debakato I thought was hilarious because... Just the way commentary would talk about him is, who is this man that we've never seen before? This is insane. I'm just like, Raw Underground was like six months ago. <laughs> he was on Raw within the past half a year. <laughs> it's just, that is it, oh, he meant to be that, like, that forgetting? Really? So uh, he was on in the Greatest Royal Rumble. 
which is not something that I remember fully. And I never treat the Saudi Arabia shows as canon, unless they directly said, and like the championships on the line type of stuff. Like obviously that fits into some form of canon, but uh, in terms of like character stuff for wrestlers, we hadn't really seen much of. Yeah. Like what was it Babatunde? I think it was called for that. But yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they still. It's really weird. Where it was like, who is this mystery man? It's like, you know who this man is. <laughs> You've seen him multiple times on Raw, like Raw Underground for weeks. He was one of the guys being built on Raw Underground before he got canned. And then he when that ended, he appeared on Raw <laughs> with Shane McMahon to be like, this is my big beefy lad. Uh, be careful, Braun. This guy's big and beefy. Never turned up again because they moved on to Braun versus Keith. But, yeah. Demacato, and immediately I'm like, oh, Demacato is like a general character. Like, yeah, this could be a good role for him alongside Apollo Crews. Like, Apollo Crews is a heel champion, I don't mind the role for it. But my immediate thought is, but why at WrestleMania? Yes, you got your big WrestleMania debut for Demacato. Yeah, for both the Raw Underground lads getting big WrestleMania moments. But I was like, oh, but I, I really wanted... <laughs> I really wanted Biggie and Apollo to be allowed to have their big breakout match. Like, their characters have broken out and they've gone into pay-per-views with hype two times in a row now and both times they weren't allowed to have that big breakout match they had it to a point and then the like book tending just kicked in it's like oh that just took the legs away from them as they were starting as they were flying that just hit the brakes let's hit this and then continue it at the next pay-per-view it's like, oh like i'm not gonna want it by the time you give it me <laughs> they've already faced each other like six times <laughs> And you're telling me now that the next pay-per-view is going to be in five weeks, which personally I like. I like having that amount of gap. But still, like, yeah, if you're going to keep pushing it off again and again and again and just not let them have that big match, I'm just going to assume I'm never going to get it and eventually I'm just going to lose interest. <laughs> I really hope that doesn't happen because I'm really behind both acts. I've really enjoyed their story. It's just that like, it keeps on going quite a bit. Uh, yeah, they've still not allowed... I loved that match where they just nail it home. There's been something that happens each time. Uh, I guess the idea is to put that heat of the fact that I want to see that, put that onto the baddie. But still, I'm like, I want to see it. Like, I'm ready. I'm ready for it. And that brings me to the final match to talk about. As I, I always feel like I'm doing a decent job blasting through this in a decent amount of time. Then I look up and I realise, oh no, yeah, I'm probably going to get close to an hour again. <laughs> it happens every time. Also, I hope you can't hear the birds tweeting, even though it looks really dark to me. I can hear them. <laughs> I hear them through the window. Uh, but, more women's championship. Asuka versus Rhea Ripley. Uh, I've kindly written Ripley's entrance as fittingly brutal. <laughs> That's how I describe it. Um, yeah, Asuka waltzing out as the Ichiban, like the always cool as hell champion. Rhea Ripley did look badass. Um, but yeah, the song sang was fittingly brutal. <laughs> and she owned that brutality. Uh, uh, given, I felt this match was given some time. But again, but the finish again was just like a sudden count out of nowhere. When I was expecting, like I was, it's one of those where when Maya was going for her finisher, I was just expecting it to be countered because I, like she's going for the finisher now. This is where you start to kick into that much quicker gear. Asuka started increasing the pace. And then Ray started going for the finish. This is when Asuka then starts to counter her. And we get like a sudden, uh, a really fantastic back and forth sequence to end with. Uh, no, didn't get that. What we got was... I mean, let's talk about the Borka match first. Now, this was given like some uh, even time to get Batty Raya over. 
because again, it's not really seen her anymore because she's so new. She, that works going in on the show itself. I'm never really a fan of that, like planned before time, but this was planned like D or E for WrestleMania. So I'm not going to hold that over really. Like, yeah, as she was beating up Asuka and then chatting shit in the process, as Asuka kicked up the gears, the Aussie was constantly there to meet her, like all building to like, assumably like some lovely, lovely second half to the match. As you're seeing like this pattern repeat, Asuka goes for something and then Reyes has got answers for everything. And Asuka then comes up with more and more different ways. In the end, increasing the pace. In her attempt to stop Ripley constantly counting her, she increases the pace and brings a lot more of the kicks with it as well. Uh, like kicking Rhea over and over, but in a sudden, <laughs> her running charge for going with another kick is countered. Rhea ducking and lifting her up for the Riptide for the win. And like, it's like, as I was watching, I was like, I was really enjoying that. But then, this, it, as it ended, like this just felt like another match on the card that was like just a bit too short. And right where they did a move, it was like, this is the perfect note to then take this and elevate to the next bit. It was actually the ending where, again, where we, I felt like it was just like, I was waiting for one more counter, then he can enter this awesome string. Because you've, uh, like, you've countered the finisher, then he goes this awesome kind of run of offence, and then eventually Vader does hit it. But no, it's just duck the kick, lift him up, riptide. It was a sudden finish out of nowhere type of stuff. I was like, oh, I was really enjoying the build for this. And then it just kind of ended. It's like, oh, just, just a tad too short. And I'm not talking very long either. Because I was saying that like, this is the bit that amp up into a, a, like, a quick run of offense. It can end after that quick run. Uh, but no, this was the ending. It, it happened a couple of times on the night. Uh, great to see a new generation of women crowned in Bianca Belair and Rey Ripley, both walking out of WrestleMania's champion. But... This, it really hit home during this match that Night 2 really lacked hype in the matches. And some of the cases, they had it, but then did something to take it away. Um, again, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn felt like just a, couple, just a few more minutes and they would have amazingly hit it. I would say, for where it was on the card, and it was, again, the match with the celebrity and the entire point is then afterwards you do the celebrity thing. And that's all incorporated into the time as well. So that one, I'm like, ah, but it's understandable. The match after that was Sheamus. I thought the ending was out of nowhere enough after all the brutal stuff <laughs> that it was fine. Uh, Biggie Apollo is my, my biggest peeve uh, just because it really, especially as after that match, it was about 10 minutes of pure filler. And like, I get after like three, four minutes of it, I was like, right, I'll take the hint. I'll go to the toilet. <laughs> you see me so badly want me to go. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> and yeah, and then ask him Ripley as well. Just like one more sequence, really, or one more like flow of sequences. <laughs> let's be let's be generous. Give one. It's also kind of a note that I was really enjoying the wrestling I was watching because, as we saw on night one, you let the wrestlers just do their thing. They've got one of the most talented rosters they've ever had. They just don't let them be them. They're so incredibly tightly scripted, um, and I felt like that, that kind of. In night two felt a lot more like the grievances I've got with modern day WWE. A lot of them kind of crept up a lot more on night two, whilst night one was such a celebration, uh, such like a welcoming back of community. Uh, they kind of just gave a happy feeling to the fans. Night two was right back to going against the fans. <laughs> it's like, why do you do this? I don't get it. Like Big E, it's like, I should have put two and two together. It's like, oh, Tampa, he's a Tampa boy. He's not winning. <laughs> they don't do it. And I'm just like, out of all the WrestleManias, surely this is the one to break that streak just for a night? <laughs> just have 
just have Biggie do that. Like maybe Apollo can lose on the biggest stage, uh, and then he gets Double K to win. He may, again, the fact that he had an insurance policy because he's like, there's no way I'm losing on this big stage. Whilst Biggie just going out with all that heart and fight, uh, you can use that. But again, on the night, it's like, ah, oh. I mean, given the circumstances, I just want to feel good, and he went right back into going against <laughs> which is really weird I don't get why you do that night one was such a feel good show I feel like for night two they just needed to carry that on and they didn't for certain matches <laughs> it's like oh that's really weird really weird uh, but yeah I say yeah and that's a shame really I was I was somewhat amped for multiple matches and I was like, and I was enjoying them and I was watching them and then they just bleh just kind of flat ending lost all the hype for me the main event absolutely solid now, the wrestling itself, like, for those matches I'm talking about, like, absolutely solid as well. It's like, oh, but they just ended. I wanted more. <laughs> and we've seen this before, actually, where WrestleMania, that has happened, and then you get amazing matches at the next pay-per-view. In, like, with the same people, they absolutely kill it. So we can, that can happen again. I can't remember what year it was, but, like, the Extreme Rules after WrestleMania, you got rematches in CM Punk Jericho and... Oh, what was the other one? Oh, I can't remember it. Oh, and Seamus Daniel Bryan. And that 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 pay was great. <laughs> it just gave them time to go out there and have awesome matches. Uh, but yeah, again, the WrestleMania itself is fine. It's fine. It'd be fine. Our uh, one last thing to talk about. Uh, it's, it's negative again, I guess. Unfortunately, uh, I'll t- I'll just bring back the main event before I sign off as well. After I talked about this, but the Bailey build paid off. The uh, Bella twins interrupting the last after she slagged off the Hall of Famers to Hogan and Titus and uh, beating her up to chuck her down the ramp. It's like, oh, what a talk about a misread character. <laughs> the fans did not want to see that. Bailey is over. And to see, it's like, oh, that, that's the best idea you had for her? That sucks. That really sucks. Uh, for the Bella twins to come out and chuck her down the ramp as in, oh, hasn't she been annoying all this time? It's like, no, no, I like Bailey. Yeah, and the fans booed when they did that. <laughs> the biggest heel stable formed in Titus O'Neil, Hulk Hogan, and the Bellas. <laughs> and like, yeah, no segment with Hogan in was received right. <laughs> it just, uh, yeah, like every fan on my Twitter feed as well, like seemingly in agreement that poor, uh, poor Bailey, like she deserved so much better. Uh, had a fantastic year with such a linchpin, and then got that. It's like, oh, that that sucks. Uh, also, I will just make a note that in terms of like the host of Titus O'Neil and Hogan. Uh, again, every time Titus O'Neil spoke, he got a cheer. Every time Hogan spoke, he got booze. Um, not even coming out as a pirate with with pirate puns ready on the go. Sea-based puns and everything are... Not even that could save <laughs> him getting booed. <laughs> yeah, he got booed. As it is just, it's one of those, again, where it's just like... You're gonna, like the message is being sent here from the fan base. If you want to keep featuring him... This is the response he's going to be getting from the fan base who are trying to cater to. Um, yeah, they're hard, the most hardcore fans who will attend these events, they're not in support of Hogan. Yeah, it, yeah, weird, weird night too. Like night one was weird in a like special occasion feeling way. Again, that sense of community finally back together, and night two was like, oh, the same trip still exists though. It's the same people making the show. <laughs> Uh, the absolute saving grace was the main event. It's it's a show, in terms of like if you are going to like it's immediately in my head when I think about rewatching a WrestleMania type of thing, which I'll probably do in a year <laughs> as I get ready for WrestleMania next year. Uh, how will I remember the show in terms of what to watch? 
and immediately like I'll probably watch night one start to finish or at least put it on and night two maybe just the main event because I'm fully expecting better versions of these mid-card matches to exist on other pay-per-views by this time next year yeah, it's the biggest stage of the year it's and I just expected a few of them to be given that massive platform but instead they held back to continue telling stories because Big E and Apollo they're gonna reach that 10 match number <laughs> in the feud. It's never going to end. It's never going to end. Ah, speaking of endings, I'm going to end the show. I'm going to go to bed. That was WrestleMania this year. I, I, I enjoyed my WrestleMania. Uh, overall, it was really, really enjoyable. And I left both shows feeling relatively positive, like because main events on both nights absolutely delivered and felt like felt as such in the spotlight, which is like a that's a, that's great to say that they nailed that. And like overall, it was it was they were really good shows. Uh, Night one especially just had that raw emotion to it, just like something special to witness, especially in the moment. Uh, again, especially with all that improv, just <laughs> improvisation as I had to kill forty minutes out of nowhere at WrestleMania. Like yeah, that it was just a really special feeling in the air throughout the entire show and afterwards as well. Just the amount of interaction that like, there was just so much excitement in the air following the show too. Tonight, I don't know if it's just me. I just, the majority of the show just didn't pull me in. And when I was getting into those matches that weren't the main event, they were just kind of like ended. But the main event itself was given that time. And it was fantastic. Uh, so I can't sing the pace of the main event enough. <laughs> it really was that good. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. It's different. Last night, it didn't really matter if the like core of the show wasn't fantastic. They still won't feel good. And there was that special feeling in the air. I think that's probably what they should have done for night two. They, it was never going to get the 100% record just because of like a few matches we saw in the cards. Like, uh, uh. But the second half of the show really was building something. And the main event bloody delivered. Who are kind? Who are? So say goodbye to Pirate Imp on the side where he's a little cartoon imp. Am I pointing? No, it'd be this side, wouldn't You're down here. Like, who are Pirate Imp? Goodbye. I need to go to bed. I'm being weird. <laughs> Time to go to sleep. Yeah, so I, I get one day's recovery. It's time for the Raw review, and then immediately after the, the day after that, it'll be the NXT review. Um, I don't do them live like this. I do them like the next day on the night of, but I need to do it early enough that I'm not going into <laughs> the next night's uh, live show because schedules have changed now. That's now an issue I've actually got to think about. Anyway, I'll, I'll see you on Tuesday for the Raw review. The cycle begins again. I'm not going to be live for it, even though they've built it as part of WrestleMania week. I feel like Raw... Raw's bar going into Mania was so low <laughs> that immediately I'm just like, there's no way in hell I'd watch this show live. Like, it's just bad. <laughs> it really isn't good. And, yeah, it just need, desperately needs direction, and they didn't really have that for WrestleMania either uh, on the show itself. The, the show itself, like WrestleMania, mostly delivered with the matches. It's a, not was not fun <laughs> to watch those Raw's review them. Anyway, I'll be back with that. What did you make of WrestleMania? Arr. With all the rain and all and the fantastic main event, uh, feel free to hit me up on Twitter at the damn Cat. That's damn as in damn. Uh, also, you can hit me up on uh, Twitch whilst I'm streaming. Always have to talk about the wrestling as I'm streaming uh, over with the implications with two S's. And is there anything else to put? Uh, Wrestle Headlines as well. At Wrestle Headlines and the Wrestling Headlines Facebook page as well for all your latest wrestling news. Who are keeping the character up? It's Pirate Imp. Uh, yeah, a really, really fun WrestleMania. I'm glad that I got to do these as well. That interaction last night especially. It was just like that sense of community. 
it was kind of great to be a part of that in the moment. I feel like I remember that. <laughs> like suddenly the effort of putting these in. Some weeks the question is there: is it worth it? <laughs> Especially when Vor is bad. He's <laughs> just like, why do I do this? But then yeah, a week like this and uh, with many weak hits and just that massive sense of community just there. It's like no, yeah, yeah, th- this is why I do this. <laughs> so that was uh, great to feel that over this weekend. Overall, massively positive feeling about WrestleMania. Feels great to have positive feelings about WWE again. Yes, there are some negatives creeping in from this show, but overall, it's just great to have that positive feeling in the air about the show again. Let's hope to God that it carries through at least one more. <laughs> I really hope so. <laughs> anyway, with that, I bid you adieu. Thank you for engaging, liking, watching in like any form, any manner. But again, we never take any of it for granted. And with that, I bid you adieu. Adios.